Welcome to LAPUX Lessons. This podcast is a growing collection of conversations with thought leaders in the online professional development space. Here at LAPU, our award-winning team strives to create world-class online learning experiences that put humanity back into learning. Join us on our journey to innovate in the online classroom and show the world what learning feels like. This is Dr. George Hanshaw. I'm here with Dr. Kimberly Nelm-Smar, who is one of our famed psychology faculty, who we just did a webinar together on psychological safety in the online classroom, where she was one of our featured speakers. And she brought up an amazing point about empowering students, student empowerment, specifically within the online classroom that we work in here. So so I want to welcome Dr. Kimberly Nelm-Spar and hand it off to her so she can explain a little bit more and give a brief introduction of herself. Dr. George, I appreciate you so much. Let's back up. The psychological safety webinar you put together was phenomenal. And I appreciate you wanting to carry that to the next level as far as expounding on student empowerment. I have been in ministry where I empower through God's word, empower the audience, or at least the members of the church. And I've also been in education from Sunday school teacher all the way up to college professor. I've been a PK. Have you ever heard of a PK, Dr. George? Yeah, if, if I'm correct, that's a preacher's kid. There you go. All right, we got it. Yeah. So you were a PK. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yes. So being reared in a Christian home, Pentecostal Christian home, where my grandfather was a pastor, my mom was a missionary, my dad's a pastor, my brother's a pastor, and my sisters are all married to pastors. <laughs> that, that's, a, that, that's a whole, when the family reunion happens, that, that's a revival. Yes. <laughs> yes. So being in ministry and then carrying that through to College education has really been an enrichment for me, a passion for me. I go into the prison system and I encourage and empower those who are incarcerated. And I let them know, look, through Jesus Christ, you can be changed. Your behavior can be changed. I am a survivor of domestic violence. So I go into the shelter to empower women that have been encountering all forms of abuse. So my whole life has been around empowering. I'm married to a pastor. <laughs> oh my goodness. So now I, I didn't know that about you. So you took something that, that could be a dark point in life and really flipped the script and made it empowering where you actually bring it to others. Yes. That, yes. that just yes. speaks. That, that's why we're here talking Thank about you. empowerment. That just speaks. Yes, that's why empowering is just my second nature, I would say, uh, to empower others. Wow. So let, let's, <laughs> let's dive in and see. This, this is going to be amazing. So I, I don't want to hold, hold anything back from our audience. Uh, let's just let's dive into it. So All how, right, how do you really define empowering students? And more importantly, even what does it look like when a student is empowered? Okay. That's starting right at the nugget. So I love that question, Dr. George. How do we define empowering students? We have to really think about it like this. 
the environment of college and education has transitioned. Formerly, it was brick and mortar. Now we're online. We have that flexibility. Whether it was because of COVID, the pandemic, or just the person's life, balancing parenting and relationships, their career and their education, whatever the reason is, the environment has now transitioned. And that means the professor takes on a new role or an enhanced role of leadership. So to define empowerment is when the leader equips the students to be confident, to be stronger. It's our goal. I really take this to heart, Dr. George, that as educational leaders and professors, our passion should be to lead students to the place of empowerment. So I know we keep saying that word, but really what does it mean? It's making the person stronger. It's making the student more confident. It's having the knowledge, the confidence, the means, the ability to do things or even to make decisions. It's about us as professors supporting our students. So that way they can take control and have the responsibility for their own lives. Now, let me hit this one right here, Dr. George. Hit it, hit it. Some students may need more support than others, but right. every student can be empowered. Some may need more empowerment. Some students you may need to reach out to when they miss an assignment and just let them know you're here for them. Uh, is there anything they need from, from me? Whereas other students, they're like, don't bother me. I'll just turn the paper in when I get through. <laughs> so some students need more support. And, and the key to it is if students leave our online classrooms less curious than when they have started, we have not empowered them. Oh, Dr. Kimberly, I love that. So let's, <laughs> can we say that again? If, yes. If, if, let me let me see if I can, because I want to remember that one. If a student <laughs> leaves our online course less curious yes, than, when they began, than when they have started, than when they have started, we have yes. failed. It. That speaks because yes. there's a old military saying, actually, no, no bad teams, just bad leaders. So ah. we as a leader in the classroom got to have to take that really to, to heart. And how do you, let me ask you a question here, because you, you said some students need a little bit more help than others. How do you reconcile that? Because we're all human, right? We're all humans. Yes. Wow, yes. This, this person needs a lot of help. How do you keep that heart full of grace that you have towards everybody that needs help, no matter how much it is? That's a patience that the professor must develop. I love the fact that I am with LAPU, which is a Christian faith-based organization. So the way I keep that grace with students is number one, remember the grace God has for me. And to remember that everyone doesn't evolve at the same pace, you know? So some students, you can't be frustrated because they didn't grasp it as quick as John grasped it, you know? And I'm dealing with Barbara, it's the sixth week in the class, and I just, she just doesn't provide good discussions. Having that grace is extending concern, 
Ah, extending concern. When that student knows you care about them, they may not have it in them yet, but they may need to ride on your empowerment until it clicks to them. So they can see it, huh? Yes, until they see it. There's an Olympic commercial. One of the taglines at the end is, is, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Oh, yes. Now I like that one. Right. That's, that's what you're, we're doing as leaders in the classroom is giving people the permission to start, to fail oh. and see the power in that. Yes. And the thing you asked the question about what does student empowerment look like? It looks much different than what an instructor may presume. To Mm -hmm. empower, it means that relationship between a student and instructor must be willing to disagree, oppose, and challenge the status quo of how things stand. Isn't that amazing that that's a part of empowerment? (laughs) Yeah, empowerment is not about being nice. It's, It's about being able to operate in that intellectual friction, huh? Yes. So I ask professors and those who are listening, how do you handle challenges from your students? You know, do you, are you open to receive that feedback from your student? You know, how do you receive it? And then how do you make your student feel when they share those ideas? You know, it's, it's okay not to know everything as professors. We have to allow that student to live out their educational journey. We're just partners along the journey with them, but this is their journey and we can't dictate how their journey will evolve. All we can do is just empower them until the point they can fly on their own. Fly, And that's the goal. That is the goal. We're just there to to put the put the fuel in the tank or add the wings, whatever it may be. And because they have what it takes, they may not yes, see it. Yes, they do. You know, and we, yes, I don't know. Do. I didn't always see it uh, in me. Probably don't always see it today. You know, it's not always highly visible. So that's, uh, there's always that somebody that comes in to, to shepherd, to mentor. That's, that's simply amazing. So I think from, that last response, I think I know the answer to this question that I wanted to ask you, but I wanted to just kind of to really hone in on it, the, the why behind it. So why is it important yes. to empower students? You hit on the, a great word. It's the why. Why do we want to empower our students? Why do we want them to be a part of the decision making process? Whoa. Most professors think is what I say is my syllabus, it's my textbook, (laughs) it's my exam. But yes, but just such a simple thing. Have three topics for the writing assignment and ask the students to choose one. That's so simple of how to empower them and what it looks like. Developing collaborative learning communities where they can work together and have structure and interdependency. Allow them to think outside the box. Why? Because you're making them stronger. You're making them Mm. tap into probably areas that they have not allowed to evolve. 
Dr. Tim, who we reference a lot, Dr. Tim Clark calls it intellectual friction. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> he says it's creative abrasion and constructive dissent. Constructive when you dissent, allow yes. this, yes, yeah, well, that was a powerful statement from Dr. Tim Clark. That was a powerful statement. We have to allow the student to ask why. Allow the students to ask why. It goes beyond, I'm the professor and I said so, and I've been instructing for 25 years. It goes beyond, that's the way it's always been. You know, I've taught it like this for 20 years, the same topic, the same demonstrations or examples, but allow your students to challenge that. Allow them to open us up, you know, to ask us the questions, but why? Why have we always done it that way? What if we do it this way? When we allow those students to be empowered, they are healthier. They're more inclusive in the online classroom. They'll feel like they matter. They feel like we are in this together. It's not just I'm at the top because I'm the professor and the students are at the bottom and they should listen to everything I say. But right. when we encourage empowerment, the student will feel valued. They will feel like you took the time to listen to them and they will feel as though you respect their thoughts, ideas, perspectives, their, their beliefs. Really, one of the things that I, that I heard you saying as well is when you practice that inclusion, because inclusion is a choice, and when, mm. we, when we make that choice to practice it, uh, you know, wholeheartedly, then the, the students take that with them to work. They take that with them to life. And all of a sudden, education is that much more meaningful. Yes, it's, it is. Yeah, that was really, that was profound, Dr. Kimberly. Thank you for, oh, thank for you. bringing that Dr. up because it's it's not just about our classroom, is it? it? It spreads. That's what we want. Yes. I'm guilty. I remember when I first started to instruct in the college level, I had an agenda. I had an agenda point of five minutes say an intro, five minutes say my opening prayer, 10 minutes do recap. I had it sold to the T. And if it got out of sync, if a student asked a question, but they were not supposed to ask it at, till the end, I was like, oh my God, what do I say? What do what I do? I do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we can get really stuck on an agenda and not allow the conversation is a key word, not instruction all the time, but the right. conversation to, to develop like its own little baby. I come in with my topic. I know what I want to hit on the bullet points, but I allow the students to be a part of the conversation. That's empowerment. That's awesome. You know, Dr. Kimberly, I could probably talk to you all day. I just really enjoy the, the energy, the vibe, the everything. So I just thank you for bringing that to LAPU. Thank you for bringing it to this podcast, to all the students and all the people you touch in the world. So thank you for bringing that. So thank let's you so end much. This. It's my pleasure and honor. Uh, so let's end this on with a with a speed round, if we could. 
So yeah. in 30 seconds or less, just to have some fun, what is one technique that you would offer any instructor out there to empower a student? What, so really, what's your favorite one? What's your favorite oh technique? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Oh, I, I allow the, uh, students to put their say-so into the picture. I'll give a discussion. They may reply. I respond back to them, and I have them dig deeper. I would say that dig deeper, meaning at the end of my reply to their discussion, I'll ask them a question. So what are your thoughts regarding Piaget and childhood development? I make them dig deeper and apply it to their life and every aspect of their life. You know, we have a tagline for this, and, and usually who's ever narrating says it, but you have so much great energy. I'll give you an option if you want to say it or not, but it's uh this is what learning feels like. Ooh. If you'd like to end us with the tagline, I'd be honored yeah. for you to do it. Oh, that's so great. This is Dr. Kimberly Nelm Smart, and I am here with the awesome Dr. George. That's what I refer to him as. And this is what learning feels like. Thank you for listening to this episode of LAPUX Lessons. We hope you had fun learning something new today. If you did, please take a few seconds to review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We value your feedback so highly because we are doing this for you. Come connect with us on social media so we can get to know you better. All of our channels are listed in the show description. Before you go, we want to invite you to visit x.lapu.edu to see the courses that our awesome team has created. Check back often as we are always developing new offerings. Or you can subscribe to this podcast where we will announce and feature new courses as they become available. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, this is what learning feels like.